On today's episode of the 859 Insider Podcast, we're going to recap the last week of football in Northern Kentucky. Then we're going to look to a couple of the bigger games in this upcoming week. We're going to talk about some hoops because it's October. Practice is going to start this month, and we have some big news in the 859, some absolutely huge news, and I think everybody's really excited about this one. And plus, another player is getting tons and tons more interest that nobody is surprised about. And then we're also going to recap some of the uh, district tournaments, or all the district tournaments, I should say, for boys and girls soccer. Uh, We have a couple of games or matches happening as uh, we speak tonight. But welcome to the show. I'm here with my good friend and co-founder of 859 Insider, Adam Conradi. Adam, uh, a big week last week for uh, the football teams, but I- I'm also just really excited that we're talking about basketball. But how are you doing? Yeah, as you uh, teased earlier, some big, big news that we're going to get to about somebody uh, returning to Northern Kentucky for the basketball season. But we are still in the heart of football season. Well. Week seven was just this past week. We're going into week eight. We're really getting a good idea of what the playoff picture is going to be. All the Kentucky RPI ratings are out. So we're starting to see who might be playing each other in the playoffs, who might be avoiding who. So we're getting into that exciting time of the year. As we mentioned last week, it's getting a lot colder. Feels like football weather. It feels like football weather indeed. And we're getting just uh, like you said, we're just getting to the we're getting to the good part or the part where it's everything that's. You know, it feels like yesterday that, I, I mean, Cuff was playing Elder. We're getting the opening games. We were excited to see just the, you know, how the teams are going to look coming out of the gates. But especially this season, I feel like we're getting just it, teams are playing differently week in, week out. We're getting some teams that are sort of tapering off a little bit, some teams that are really improving at the right times. And it's going to be really interesting to see these next couple of weeks, how they shake up. And like you said, the more clear the, uh, or how much clearer the playoff picture becomes. But uh, to start off last week's recap, Cuffcath with a huge 43-0 win over the Rebels of Boone County. Uh, Cuffcath extended their win streak to six, and the Colonels just getting it done. Evan Pitzer, four of nine for 50 yards. But, it, I mean, didn't need to do much when Owen Lean goes for 221 yards off 16 carries and three touchdowns. Uh, it just, I mean... You're, you're going to be good when you have that going for you. Uh, Pitzer did score on the ground. He had 36 yards. Uh, Marcus Sawinski had a touchdown as well as Zachary Roberts. Uh, so Covcath getting it done. 394 total yards. Um, just, I mean, you're going to win a lot of games if you put up nearly 400 yards on the ground. And they do so in style, moving to 6-1 and one, while Boone County falls to three and four. So the rebels uh, slipping to a losing record there. Uh, Frederick County, de- or excuse me, Frederick Douglas defeated Grant County, 57 and nothing. Uh, Highlands defeated Connor, 55, nothing. St. Xavier defeated Ryle, 37, nothing. That's Louisville St. X. Cooper defeated Madison, Indiana, 41, seven. I'm rolling through these because I mean, there's, there's really not much to talk about, but a lot of blowouts this week, but um, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll reverse course a little bit because we'll talk about some of the stats because Brody Benke had an absolute day, 15 mm-hmm. of 21, 214 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Cameron Geisler having 108 yards and two touchdowns uh, off seven carries. Um, we just talked about Cuffcath, Adam, but real quick, Highlands, five game win streak. I mean, 
we're two weeks away, or excuse me, we're a week away from, I think, a game that we've all been waiting for. But how, how do you think the, I mean, talk to me about the Cuff Cath Colonels and the Highlands Bluebirds. I mean, both of them are just playing lights out right now, and they're on a, they're on a crash course, and I love it because this is going to be such a good game. Yeah, both these teams look like two of the hottest teams in Northern Kentucky right now. I mean, we talked all year about Highlands offense this year, and now it looks like Highlands defense is coming around at the right time, as well as Cub Calf. I mean, six straight wins from Cub Calf and five straight wins from Highlands. Highlands has one uh, game this week uh, against Boone County at home. So they should both be realistically on six-game winning streaks uh, coming into this uh Big, big matchup at Cub Calf uh, in two weeks on October 14th at 7 o'clock. Uh, Highlands, Highlands offense is just absolutely humming right now. In their last three games, 57 points, 59 points, and 55. I mean, that's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, that game at in, at Cub Calf, is that's going to be a hard ticket to get because I, so many people are going to want to be at that game. I mean, that's – I mean – I hate to say it, but to you know, to to steal from Big Cat, game of the year material right there. I think uh, in the in the eight five nine, I think that that has all the potential to be it. Um, I mean, it, it's as much rival as much of a rivalry Cub Cat and Beach would have as and as big of storylines right there. I just think the Highlands Cub Cat rivalry is a different level, and you know, you got Cub Cat, a top three team in the five A Highlands. I mean, creeping up there and obviously Highlands. I mean, we joke Highlands is back, but uh, I mean, right now they really are back and Brody Benke is doing it all. Uh, mentioned Cooper, the Jags winning 41 to seven over Madison from Indiana. Kim O'Hara, a nice performance, nine of 10, 163 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Isaiah Johnson had 135 yards and four touchdowns. Cole Henry threw him the other touchdown. So the Jags getting it done. I mean, it, that's a that's a big win, especially uh, for them, just to kind of steer steer back on track. Uh, Newport defeated Bellevue forty four to nothing. Beachwood took down Dixie 37-14. Adam, there's one stat line in that game that sticks out. Uh, just Mitchell Berger. Mr. Do It All. He has just been absolutely insane this year running the football. I, I think this is his second uh, five touchdown game of the season, and he's also their kicker as well. So, yeah. So he Reverse does a little bit of everything. He had, through six games so far, he has 848 yards and 16 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, and That's he's insane. also their leading receiver, 16 catches for 203 yards and two touchdowns. So he's over 1,000 total yards on the season already through half of the season. So he's on pace to go over 2,000 all-purpose yards this season. And on top of that, he's kicked 15 extra points and a field goal. So he's scored 128 total points through six games. That's just, ins- it's just insane. If you're a player like that, you just, I mean, those, that's the type of player I think any coach would want is someone who could just do it all because it just shows the type of, I mean, you have to have such a, a very high football IQ in order to uh, to do everything, pretty much, to be able to do everything. And obviously, he's committed to Eastern Kentucky, a really good FCS program. 
I, I, that's again, he's playing at the division one level. That's the exact thing you want. If you're a coach, just as someone who does it all and not only does it all just absolutely dominates when they do it. Mason County defeated Ludlow 45 to 14. Uh, the Panthers dropping to two and four there. Rowan County barely beating Holmes. They win 14 to 12. Uh, a, a really close game here. Finally, just or one or another one, I guess, to uh, add to the close win, close game columns. Because as I said earlier, had a lot of blo- or a lot of uh, you know lopsided games. But Corbin 38, SK 35, SK returning from a a long hiatus because of a bye week and then a, a contract cancellation. Just whole whole mess uh, that disrupted their season, but. They they had a great game against a really solid and I believe undefeated team going into uh going into it. But Chase Crone, eighteen of thirty six, two hundred fourteen yards. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is that that put him over the record right for all time passing leader at Simon Kenton? He, yes, he broke it this past week. So congratulations now, to him. Yeah. I mean, we've been uh, we've been big fans of his and. Obviously, last year we thought you know Simon Kenton was gonna gonna make a lot of noise. That wasn't really there yet, and then this year they obviously really improved. But it's been great watching Chase Chrome play and develop. He's been one of the many great quarterbacks to come through the region, and now he's he's in the record books. Uh, he had 214 yards, two interceptions, but he did have a touchdown. And Jaden Lawson, 258 yards, 33 rush attempts, and two scores. I, nice I mean, to have almost, him back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they almost they almost got it. They almost got it done. Corbin. Uh, again, they are undefeated, one of the best teams in 4A, if not the best. Um, it, it's a tough loss for SK, but they're playing right now as we speak. Adam, I believe the last time or last update was 14 nothing. I don't know if there's a, a more recent score than that, but 21 to zero. Okay, so SK rolling, so they're they're good. Um, so they seem to be back on track or back to uh, getting back to winning ways here pretty soon. Uh, Lloyd winning three in a row. They beat Montgomery County 39, 12. They're now four and two. Uh, what? I mean, don't, don't look now, but the juggernauts, I mean, they play Newport, a win. And I mean, they're, they're looking really good in the state rankings now too. And they are, they're number nine, correct? Uh, yes. I I believe in the bluegrass preps poll, they were number nine and also winning. And from RPI, they are number nine as well. Hmm. Man, just keep winning. It's great to see Lloyd uh, putting together what seems to be a great season. And it, it's, I mean, it's crazy because they had a couple of games that were decided by a single point. So um, just a couple, a couple of things fall their way and who knows what happens. Well, so it'll be really awesome to see how Lloyd does in the final stretch of the season. Bishop Brossert with their second walk off field goal from Tyler Smith this year, the Mustangs five and two, they defeat previously undefeated Nicholas County 17-15. I mean, ice in his veins, Tyler Smith, another wow. field goal. Uh, I, I mean, I remember watching the first field goal and it was well through the upright. So colleges look at a lookout. I mean, you got someone who's a clutch kicker. You don't, it's hard to find them nowadays. Um, I'm looking at, looking at you, Commander Joey Sly. Lewis County defeated uh, Pendleton County 34-20. to uh, Walton Verona barely edging out Carroll County 28 to 26. The Bearcats now five and two. Owen County shut out Gallatin County 34 nothing in that rivalry game. And then lastly, Scott 
in an absolute shootout. They win their third straight game to improve to four and three, defeating Harrison County 54 to 35. Benny Hill, I mean, Adam, just get this 328 rushing yards and six touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> you're good. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's just he did, he would, you wouldn't even have to kick the extra points with it with the touchdowns. Just you got Benny Hill, just let him score 36 35. Scott wins, anyways. Uh, yeah, he's just a great to, performance from him. Uh, Benny Hill is up to. 1,149 yards on the season and 14 touchdowns. So he's already over 1,000 yards through seven games. We have some absolutely ridiculous scoring. Uh, just some ridiculous stat lines being put up this season in the A5-9. Just absolutely electric games happening. Everybody needs to go see some. But that was last week's games. We have a couple of big ones this upcoming week. Uh, as we speak right now, Simon Kenton, Again, they just uh, I just got the update. They're up 28-0 now against Dixie Heights. So the Pioneers uh, winning back, are uh, getting back to winning ways in style. NCC also playing uh, Ludlow as we speak, as well as Scott County and Grant County. Um, a big one uh, in down by the river. It's the battle for the paddle uh, tomorrow. I say tomorrow. Today is the, we're recording on Thursday. Dayton going to Bellevue. That one kicks off at 7 p.m. Adam, you went to that one last year. Uh, just talk to me about kind of the atmosphere there because I feel like that's such a it just it almost is where you see the heart of high school football in a way where you see kind of those games where it's the small town rivalries. Uh, just talk to me about how the uh, how it was last year. It was at Dayton, but how was the uh, battle for the paddle? Yeah, that was a truly awesome experience to go to that. Uh, as we've mentioned, we didn't have a high school football team in high school, so we didn't get to go uh, on the road and watch some of these games. Uh, and some Dayton Stadium is absolutely beautiful. It's a very historic stadium uh, down by the river, and it, they absolutely fill that place up uh, for this game. It's it's a huge rivalry. It's, the streets are pretty much shut down in Del Dayton and Bellevue when this game's going on, and everybody's talking about it. It's it, it it was truly incredible, and it was absolutely packed when I went there last year, and the atmosphere was fantastic. Uh, mm. So I, I'm expecting the same thing uh, this year at Bellevue. Yep, Bellevue, another one of those historic stadiums, small, but it's just one of those things where it's it's – I mean, it's just what they are. They're historic. They just have a lot of character to it. Last year, Dayton won 44-7. Uh, and this year, Bellevue is winless. And they're they're looking to it'd be, it'd be a great way to uh, break the lo losing streak. But uh, Dayton looking to, uh, looking to win another one in that uh, great rivalry game. Uh, Bristol Brossard's going to host Bracken County. That one should be good. Cooper versus Connor is a big district matchup. Uh, should also be a good one. That one's in Union. Um, but outside of that, Adam, um, let's move on to basketball. Uh, it, just some big news. Jacob Meyer, he's back. Woo! Yep, Jacob Meyer uh, returning from prep school. He originally transferred to the prep school back in summer. Uh, he the school is down in Atlanta. The name of the school is slipping me. It's it's not the one skill that skill factory. Yeah, the skill factory. Great name. Um, but he is now back at Holy Cross and he is eligible to play this season. I I, I mean, 
I think we were upset that he ch- that he left in the first place because we knew we almost kind of knew it was very possible that he was going to go that route. Um, just yeah, I mean, obviously he was getting a lot of attention being the nation's leading scorer last year at the high school level. But Adam, what is this? I mean, this obviously just changes so much about Holy Cross's season outlook when you have a player like that, and it's going to be really interesting to see how he does, and because obviously. He decommitted from Western Kentucky and has gotten a few different offers, but it's 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 really interesting because he was generating a lot of interest, reportedly interest from UC, but it I also saw that UC kind of backed away a little bit. So just what does this mean for both Holy Cross, the eight five nine, and uh, I mean Jacob Meyer himself, him returning to Holy Cross? Uh, yeah, this is just absolutely great news for the entire ninth region as a whole when it comes to the basketball community. It's always tough to see somebody go to a prep school and for them, for him to come back for his senior year, the nation's leading scorer is back in Northern Kentucky. Yes. Jacob Meyer is back here and Holy Cross. They uh, might have something to say about the 35th district this year. I know a uh, Cubcath will probably still be the heavy favorite, but with Jacob Meyer coming back, uh, returning Javier Ward and Sam Gibson, that, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how much that changes the team. Jacob Meyer, the nation's leading scorer, is back in Northern Kentucky. It's just fantastic on so many different levels. It's going to bring a lot of scouts to Northern Kentucky to watch games, and they they might see some other players that they're interested in uh, that we may be talking about soon as well. There's another player at Lloyd that is going to bring some scouts around with him this year. So it's just on that type of level, it, it, it's fantastic for the ninth region. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to see him and Evan Epsaro go at it in, in district act- action this year. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's just great. And it's, yeah, like you said, it is sad when we, if, if a player goes to a prep school and I'm not sad because obviously prep schools are probably by far the best way to have a track, like a clear path to division one sports, but it's sad because, you know, you, you always love the players to stay home and it's mm-hmm. been shown that, you know, you can go division one when you play at any, at schools in Northern Kentucky, but Again, it's a di- it's different when prep schools come in the picture, and you know it's you have a certain path, and door more doors are opened at those prep schools. But it's it's great that he's back, and it, like you said, it's going to be great to watch him uh, duke it out against some of these other great players in the ninth region. But another great player in the ninth region, EJ Walker, Adam, just talk about the Lloyd, uh, just superstar. He's he, <laughs> I mean class of 2025 right i mean he's got a Mm -hmm. couple of years and ah man it's it's great that he's getting uh, a lot of love just uh talk to me about some of those offers that he's gotten and just this uh, just what has been probably the best off season that he could have asked for in terms of how much interest he's getting yeah this summer he has just absolutely blown up on the national recruiting scale there's been Division one coaches going in and out of uh, Lloyd Memorial High School all summer. Uh, sometimes multiple there watching at once, watching EJ Walker. Right now, he has 10 Division one offers as a sophomore in high school, going into his or about to start his sophomore season. He has Xavier, Purdue, West Virginia, Stony Brook, Rust, Toledo, Ohio, Northern Kentucky, Duquesne, and Youngstown State. And Many, many other teams have been showing interest. I be I believe he's already taken visits to Michigan State. He's going to Hoosier or Hoosier Hysteria at Indiana this coming weekend. So yeah, he is getting 
more exposure than maybe anybody I've ever seen in Northern Kentucky uh, in my lifetime, at least. I mean, there's been a few big time recruits, but nothing like this, especially at such a young age, getting all this this attention already 10 plus D1 offers, multiple power five offers. It's something I, I haven't seen before in Northern Kentucky. And it's as we mentioned that Jacob Meyer coming back to Northern Kentucky is great for the region. So is this. This is just going to put Northern Kentucky on a national scale and many other players get recognized. And that's just great for the entire ninth region community. Right. I mean, it, it, I think the only comparable situation, I guess, recently um, is Maddie share from Ryle yeah. to, to go to Oregon and have that kind of uh, recruiting intention. Uh, I think that that's probably the closest comparison, but like he said, he's only sophomore right now. So right no, yeah. junior. No, he's a sophomore. Sophomore. I don't. I. I I've lost track of. He had an years, offer but... from Youngstown State before he even started this <laughs> freshman year. Also. Yes, that's right. So I mean, who knows? Maybe that could work out for the Penguins in the long run. But, uh, it, it's it's insane just how much interest he's getting. And, I mean, it, it it if he's getting this much as a sophomore, and really you saw him as play as a freshman, but he is just developing so quickly that he's just going to keep going and it's going to be great to watch um, EJ Walker. And then, like you said, Jacob Meyer coming back, it's going to be a great year for basketball. I'm really excited. I'm not, I'm not excited for how cold it's going to get by the time basketball season officially <laughs> rolls around. All right. So now moving on to the boys soccer district results from this past week uh, in the 31st district, Gallatin County fell to Carroll County three to one in the semifinals. Gustavo Hilario had the goal for Gallatin County. Uh, Henry County then went on to win the district title over Carroll County 1-0. In the 32nd district, Simon Kenton beat Walton Verona 5-1 in the semifinals. C.J. Niedenbach has a, had a brace. Eric Carrera, Michael Hawthorne, and Dominic Dornbush all had goals as well for SK. Simon Kenton goalkeeper Miles Mullen had five saves for the Pioneers. In the championship, uh, Simon Kenton beat Grant County 3-2. Dornbush with a brace in the championship for the Pioneers and Cawthorn with the other goal. Uh, no stats there for Grant County. Moving on to the 33rd district, uh, Ryle beat Boone County 5-1 in the first semifinal. Bryce Dennigan had a brace for uh, the Raiders. David Snowden, Diego uh, Hunterkamp, and Cole Marsh all had goals as well for the Raiders. And Hunterkamp also had two assists, so goal and two assists for Hunterkamp in that one. Uh, Connor beat Cooper one to one, five to three on penalties in the other semifinal match. So Connor faced Ryle in the championship, and Ryle came away with a 2-0 win with goals from Marsh and Hoderkamp. Uh, in the 34th district, St. Henry beat Villa four to one in the semifinals. No stats on that one. Then in the championship, Dixie beat uh, the Crusaders four to one with goals from Ryder Kennedy, Andrew Coles, Reed Brixey, and Bennett G Rock. Ben G-Rock is one of the highest scoring goal scorers in Northern Kentucky this season. We'll have a stat update on that soon. Uh, in the 31st district, or in the 35th district, uh, Covcath beat Holmes 10-0 in the semifinals. Beachwood beat Holy Cross 3-2 in the other semifinal. And in that game, Warner Platt from Beachwood had eight saves. Uh, the finals are actually going on currently between Covcath and Beachwood tonight at 7 at Holmes. So we'll have that on our Twitter and everything Uh momentarily uh, in the 36th district uh highlands beat newcap three to one in the championship chad jesenhouse had a goal and two assists for the bluebirds 
All right, so in the 37th district, Brossard beat Calvary Christian 6-0 to in the semis. Landed Gadouli and uh, the kicker on the football team, Tyler Smith, had two goals apiece for the Mustangs. Campbell County beat Scott 2-1 to in the other semis. Noah Rittinger with a brace for the Camels there. Then the championship, Brossard won 3-2 to over Campbell County, and there are no stats on that one yet to report. In the 38th district, Pendleton County lost 4-1 to in the semis to Harrison County. So our top seeds going into regional play, uh, I believe the draw is this Saturday. Highlands is a top seed. Cuff is a top seed. Dixie is a top seed. Or wait, no. Cuff is not a top seed yet. They're favored to win, but we, we will see on that one. Mm-hmm. And then Ryle is the other top seed. Then the bottom seeds are Connor, St. Henry, either Beachwood or Cuff and Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Now on the girls' side in the 31st district, Gallatin County defeated Henry County 3-0 in the semifinals, but they did lose to rivals Carroll County excuse me, 3-1 in the final. In the 32nd district, Walton Verona defeated Grant County 6-3. Emma Landrum with a brace and an assist. Claire Sims, Campbell Christie, and Trinity Bowers and Ava Fuller all had a single goal apiece. And then SK defeated Walton Verona 7-0 in the district title so the pioneers taking that one alexis howard and campbell ruble with two goals apiece in the 33rd district ryle beat cooper three to two in overtime ella gregory with a brace and annalise davis with a goal connor defeated boone county 2-0 ariel brogan and elena keller were the goal scorers in that one setting up a ryle versus connor district title game where the Raiders won in penalties. Malia Lemkul with 15 saves. Not sure if that includes the penalty shootout. Nonetheless, a very impressive performance there. In the 34th district, St. Henry defeated Ludlow 10-0. Mandy Schluter with a hat-trick. Laney Keeper with two goals as well. Dixie defeated Villa 4-0. And then Dixie defeated the Crusaders in the title game 5-1. No stats available from there. Uh, In the 36th, or excuse me, the 35th district, Notre Dame defeating Holmes 10 nothing uh 10 different players scored in that that's absolutely insane Evie Meyer with three assists and Ellie Greenwell had two assists herself and then Beachwood beat Holy Cross one nothing and then the Pandas beat the Tigers 4-0 in the title game where four different goal scorers were there uh just absolutely insane yeah uh, the, the 36th defending... district oh sorry go ahead uh... Uh, yeah, the defending state champions look like they're right back on track uh, for where they need to be. They might be making another run this year. We'll see if they can go back to back. They've been one of the top teams in Northern Kentucky the past few years, and they're very, very exciting. I know they lost a lot of seniors from last year, but they look just as scary this year. So, yeah. In the uh, 36th district, just a couple of just a trio of blowouts NCC 11, Bellevue 0, and then Highlands defeated Dayton 10 0, and then Highlands defeated NCC 10 0. Uh, Caitlin Jamie had a hat trick and two assists. Claire Cavaccini had a hat trick as well. Uh, in the 37th district, Camel County is currently playing Brossert in the title game. The Camels defeated Calvary, and Brossert defeated Scott in the semis. And then the 38th district, Pendleton County lost in the championship 2-1, to one, but they did beat Mason County 3-1 in the semis. Adam, anything before we wrap things up? Uh, just excited for another week of high school football uh, going into week eight this year, uh, getting really deep into the season. Very excited.